Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Hey, welcome back to another episode with Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm your host, Marco Galbraith. Got a special musical guest in here today, Andrew Washington. Um, if you live in the Lynchburg area, you I guarantee you've seen him play at Fifth and Federal. Last night was the Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yeah, and uh, and that was a that was a huge show. But I think you've done a lot at Fifth and Federal. You used to do a lot of Fifth and Fed. Um, yeah. Before pre pre COVID. Yeah, yeah. And whatnot. Yeah. Clubhouse mostly here lately and then I play a lot in the Colorado area since that's where I live now okay um, so a, lot t- of, a lot of breweries wineries festivals excellent excellent I was down at the lake too so it's fun yeah yeah, yeah well the weather's coming up now COVID has lifted and it, it's going to come back at the 2024 elections <laughs> so we can go back to paper you you watch yeah, yeah. 2022 and 2024 the Democrats are going to bring COVID back we'll have a surge oh yeah oh, it's, it's surge. a surge and then after the election when they do their voter fraud again then uh, it'll go away again more than likely yeah but what I was getting at before I got on that tangent I know we're on the same sheet of music <laughs> yeah. so I can say that but the um, uh, it it, the weather's coming around nice now, so you're going to be out singing and people, people having a good time. I'll tell you what, I played the Appomattox Oyster Festival this last go around, and yeah. the line to get into the place yeah. was a half mile long. Yeah, and I'm not talking cars; I'm talking about people waiting because they were craving just to be outside, yeah, social around people. Yeah, yeah, so it was awesome to play yeah. for a crowd again to actually see people dance and yeah. things like that. They had a great crowd. Them. I had a gun class that day, but they had a great crowd that day. I wanted to go up to that. Weather was beautiful. They they reached capacity. Yeah. they actually had to turn people away at the gate. It was yeah. a, the bands were awesome. I opened, um, and then would play the other bands' breaks. It's more yeah. other bands there. And, uh, and and tell the listeners what type of music. You I'm do. I am a traditional country musician. Yeah, um, I say traditional because it's classic and traditional get mixed up together. Yeah. I play a lot of classic country, but yeah. traditional because there's a lot of new artists out there that are really good, and there's some new sounds out there that have those traditional feels. Um, so it's. So I play stuff that is recorded in this decade, but I right. go all the way back to the fifties. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, I love I'm, old school. I get stuff. old school Hank Senior. <clears throat> oh, that's the know, best and I, things like that. Roy yeah. Acuff, Willie um, Nelson, and yeah. big into songwriters. Um, yeah, yeah. So I follow around songwriters a lot. Um, yeah. So Hank Cochran is. Yeah. A bit, I'm a huge Hank Cochran fan. Yeah. And so the songs that he wrote, I mean, you can. Yeah. The, the old country songs tell a story mm-hmm. and it kind of takes you back, you know, to, well, I'm, I just turned 55 three days ago, but it takes me back to my youth and, uh, and it just reminds me of, of when times were really good, you know? Well, I grew up really rural. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of old school. Yeah. Philosophy. I grew up in Culpeper County. Yeah. Okay. And so my, my grandfather was actually huge into bluegrass. Yeah. Uh, so I, I remember hearing Ralph Stanley. Yeah. Constantly. And he yeah. also loved Old Country. Right. And then I kind of went into this world where I was a typical black kid in the 90s. So I was yeah. into hip hop and stuff like yeah. that. But I always had, was drawn to the sounds of instruments. Yeah. Uh, played saxophone. That was my first instrument. Really? And then I didn't learn to play guitar actually until I was 19. Yeah. I got bored. Did you play saxophone in school, high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't play in high school. I actually sang in choir in high school. I yeah. played fourth through sixth grade. I was playing saxophone. Okay. And went a little bit through middle school. Country boy 
black country boy mm-hmm. playing saxophone. Mm-hmm. How was that? And how, what what year did you graduate? I graduated high school in two thousand one. Okay, um, so, so how yeah. was that? How was that perceived? Or different world? Well, I, yeah, I, my high school experience was very different than most yeah, people. I yeah. went to I went to an all boys boarding school in Greene County. Okay. Um, so one of the things about that was you take all these people as a microcosm of the world. Yeah. Literally. My yeah. first roommate was from South Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you take all of us from all over the country and throw us together. Yeah. And so you're trying to human nature is to naturally profile. Right. So that you understand. Right. And so when you get somebody like me who throws that perception all exactly. out of Exactly. It gets kind of difficult because yeah. people can either accept it or they can bash it. Yeah. The idiots. That's will people. Ex- yeah. The idiots. That's will what bash it is. It. But yeah, when you yeah. find your niche and get comfortable in your own skin, then it's yeah. really fun so yeah the singing came from high school okay was, uh, okay all boys school and choir is actually cool yeah yeah so it's because uh, yeah. oh <laughs> see okay. choir yeah. choir you got to go you always got invited to perform at all girls schools right so choir yeah. was one of those was actually a very social thing it's and like, we had an amazing if, director yeah 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 if i could go back to high school again i'd be a cheerleader a male cheerleader <laughs> because <laughs> you know in my day i graduated in 84 so if you were a male cheerleader eh, yeah it they, wasn't cool yeah you were different and, and i'm going back in time you know things weren't it, it, like they were now or they are now but but if i could do it again I look back now and I think those guys we made fun of for being female or for being male cheerleaders, mm. they were the ones that were dialed in. They were the smart kids. The athleticism on those guys too. Oh, yeah. One of my best friends oh, yeah. actually was one of my best friends. Um, he transferred from Syracuse, yeah, to Lynchburg College. Yeah, and I did track in college. Yeah. I was a thrower. Yeah, and Rory shows up here, tall, huge black guy. I find out he's this male cheerleader. Yeah, he's never thrown thirty-five pound weight before, which is basically like indoor hammer. Yeah. You know, you normally think 40 feet, 45 feet right. in D3, you're doing really well. Right. He shows up, been throwing for three weeks, qualifies for nationals. Wow. Hurls that thing 61 feet. Wow. And he learned the technique from cheerleading. Yeah, it, yeah. It clicked like yeah. that with yeah. him. And he just absolutely nailed it. So, wow. yeah. That's good. You know, and it's and it's nice. Anybody can be whatever they wanted. I, yeah. I had a friend that was a, a male cheerleader in, in my high school and was like, whatever you want to do, do it. You yeah. know, I mean, we thought he was a little w- weird, you know, because of why aren't you playing soccer or, or basketball mm-hmm. or something. But, um, but he was accepted and, and uh, very, he probably was more athletic than some of the other uh, uh, athletes. Yeah. You know, I mean, so gymnasts are some of the most athletic people oh, in the yeah. world and cheerleading They're takes ripped. so much gymnastics. That's right. So That's much right. gymnastics. On yeah. It. You look at CrossFit, that a lot of the exercises are rooted in gymnastics routines. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your favorite song to sing? My favorite song... Okay, so my favorite song to sing and my favorite song to play are two completely different Okay, songs. okay. Um, my favorite song to actually perform yeah. um, is Lonesome, Honorary, and Mean by Waylon Jennings. Okay. I love that song because yeah. that's one of those feelers. I'm an old school country yeah, guy. Yeah, not everybody yeah. in the crowd is. Right. But it's not a song you hear very often. So, right. when people play it, so when you hear it, you'll see people light up. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, all right. That's, those are my people. That's cool. That yeah. My favorite song to sing is He Stopped Loving Her Today. Yeah, yeah. George Jones, because that's yeah. actually my favorite song. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the best written country song ever. Right, You know, right. there aren't very many people. And there's truth behind that. It's, it, you know, country music, like you said, there's stories, and there's yeah. stories about life. And Him and Tammy Wynette. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and he recently just passed, right? Well, it's, uh, yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple yeah. years ago, yeah. I mean, George Jones actually turned that song down. I want to say like five or six times. Yeah. Because he didn't write it. Right. Um, he turned that song five or six down five or six times. I didn't know times. that. I thought he wrote it because no. of his 
his his roller coaster relationship with Tammy went and, in. And he didn't write that song. Interesting. Um, and he uh, what's really funny about that is he turned it down multiple times because he said no one would ever want to hear that sad of a song. And it's wow. literally the that one that out. he yeah. it's literally the song that he could pretty much hang his career on. Yeah. And it's it consistently in polls it's top three country songs yeah, ever. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of thing. So it's really it, it it's really funny right. in that aspect. Wow. Nice. <sighs> Um, so how do people get, like, what's the, do you have your own equipment? Or yeah, I have all my own gear and everything. Amplifiers, everything. Everything. So somebody can just call you, and I'm thinking of, I'm looking outside, <clears throat> we're doing the podcast, I'm looking over your shoulder outside thinking, we could do a concert event up here on a weekend. I do private parties all the yeah, time. I play one of, in fact, one of the coolest things, um, that I did. Number one, to answer your question, yeah, how to yeah. get a hold of me. Uh, I have a Facebook page. It's Andrew Washington Music. Yeah. Don't Andrew just look Washington up music. music. Don't look up just Andrew Washington unless you lean towards the right in your political right, <laughs> aspects. Right. Because yeah. uh, there's a big difference between performance Andrew and yeah. Andrew in his real life. Because I'm yeah. also very active politically. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And so, uh, <clears throat> and I have a tendency to lean center right. Yeah. To yeah. Right. Well, nowadays they call me far right. But yeah, I, really I know. Fail to see well, how we're that extremists now. Yeah, I fail to see how that happens. Yeah, but it's a uh, but yeah. Andrew Washington Music. That's my music page. You can reach me direct message there. Okay, uh, my phone number's on there as well. Um, and that's and really ballpark, the easiest way to get there. Ballpark, and I know it's going to depend on the venue, the mm-hmm. area, travel, all that stuff. Because because you have to calculate in travel, and and there's a lot of yeah. things. It's not just easy to give a, a price, but ballpark. If somebody wants you to play their birthday party, no. where are they looking at? Two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars. Okay, and uh, how long is that? Three hours. Okay, I mean, anything That's I good. do, you're gonna get you're gonna get three hours. That's you're really get, good. You're gonna get three hours. You're gonna get two and a half hours of me playing yeah, at yeah. least bare minimum, yeah. and it goes longer. Right. Um, I I can play off the top of my head. I can play for about four hours. Yeah. Um, four hours worth of music just right off that. Now keep in mind you're not getting somebody up there with a music stand to the people who have to do that. You know, it's all their powers. I don't bag right. on other musicians, but right. my songs come out of my head. That's so nice. So I'm actually performing. I'm not That's reading and singing. Me being an instructor for so long, 26 years in a, in a, as an adjunct instructor, I've been teaching firearms for probably almost 19 years. And so I look at other instructors. Mm-hmm. I look at preachers when we go to church. And to me personally, if they want to follow notes, that's fine. But I get a lot more out of a pastor or an instructor when they can step away from the podium mm-hmm. and teach. Right. Because they've put, it, it shows me they've put time and effort into it. Like you're saying, without without following music. People that follow music, that's fine. I, I'm not bashing them. Mm-hmm. But um, but people that can do it off the cuff, it tells me they've put a lot of heart and don't soul me wrong. It. If it's a song I don't know, I have a oh, you're gonna phone have to. with me. And I yeah, yeah. If it's a song I don't yeah. know, because sometimes you just don't. No. Keep your phone with you. Yeah, keep your phone with you. And it's like, hey, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'll play this thing. Right. I know the lyrics. I have a general idea of the lyrics. We'll rig it together. Yeah. But because you got to give people what they want to hear. Right. Um, But at the same time, there's got to be a connection. And if I'm constantly staring at my phone or staring at my iPad, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't. You got to have the connection. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, There are people who I've seen that do it, and it it works awesome for them. So, like I said, I'm not bagging other musicians. Yeah. It's just, for me, it doesn't work. I've got to have interaction. Yeah. Uh, with people, so Southwest Virginia, second, your huge Second Amendment. You're on the right side of politics, <laughs> which is good, mm-hmm. and you're doing country music. You yep. should be. You, we got to book. We got to book you around here. I mean, yep. yeah, book me. And that's right. Because that's run for office. That's, that's right. That's thing. right. That's the next step. No, don't run for office. <laughs> people stop liking you. It's amazing how how uh, 
I had I was outside working in the yard, and three different candidates came. And we live out in the sticks in the middle right. of nowhere. And here comes three cars down our long driveway. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Who is this? And it was three different candidates at three different times. Right. And I felt like telling them, if you guys would stay so aggressive when you get elected, as you do when you're trying to get the office, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be in the problems we're in now. They were all Republicans. Yeah. We wouldn't be in the problems we're in now. If, if the Republicans had been so aggressive on anti-abortion bills... 20, 30 years ago, I don't think we'd be in this Second Amendment problem right now. Well, the problem that I see in a lot of it at this point is that the Republican Party has been afraid to be the bad guy for an extended period of time. And they don't realize that they're already the bad guys no matter what Mm -hmm. they do. They're gonna have to step up. It's and so they only want to fight when it's not an election. When yeah. it's an ele- they only want to fight when it's an election right. year instead of fighting all the way right. through because they don't want that quote unquote perception. That's right. And they've basically rolled over for the last twenty yeah. years and have allowed they they fought the war in the wrong place. Right. They tried to fight the war in public opinion when really the war was fought in the education system. Yeah. And now what you're seeing is. Now, public education is basically an indoctrination. It is. It's a liberal it indoctrination. It is. You're it's absolutely really right. It I, the people I had today in the gun class are homeschooling for that very reason mm-hmm. because they don't. I don't care how many jobs I have to work because I don't make a. Ton, I work for the state. I don't make a ton of money. Yeah. But I don't care if I got to go get a second job and working for 15 years. My kids going to private school. That's right. I'm not That's right. going to. I'm you know because my wife and I are going to be welcoming our first son in August. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids going to private school. Yeah. I'm not going to. I want them to be free thinkers. Not, yeah. Not some kind of an Exactly. Yeah, if, if he grows up liberal, that's right. Then so on, and so forth. That's right. But formulate that opinion himself, not what he's forced. Absolutely. Fed from six years old. Absolutely. I I have no problem with anybody's lifestyle and uh, and what they want to be, but don't. I don't want it crammed in my face. And, and it just seems like that's we're getting a lot of that lately. My political philosophy is really simple. Don't tell me what I can and can't own if the people protecting you can can own it. That's right. All right. Number two, don't spend money that you don't have. And number three, leave people alone. Right. Somehow those three things made me far right. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, just, and number I, I four, be able to be able to talk to the American people without losing your sentence. <laughs> yes. Or your mask. Or your mask. Yeah, I can't find a mask. Yeah. Here it is. It's in your back pocket. Yeah. Oh, that's oh look, here it is. Let's just be lucid, please. Oh, and actually goodness. have to stand out in front of the American people and answer questions when you're it when you're running for office. Yeah. Yeah, with a picture book that right. shows which which reporter to call on. We're in trouble. We're in so much trouble. So switching gears to trouble, people need to carry concealed. You know that. I know that. Yep. You teach. You're back to teaching gun back to teaching again. classes yep. in Culpeper. Yep. In yep. Cul- Culpeper and Warrington area, yep. Fauquier County area. I do it in two different locations. I do it at Tri-End Shooting Sports in Warrington, Virginia, right beside the food line. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm leaving here and driving back to Warrington to go teach a class on Excellent. Saturday. Um, and that one's classroom only, but yep. then I also offer some expanded areas. One of the reasons why I moved was I was able to purchase a large track of land. Oh, nice. And so if you can't make the classrooms, yep. you can reach out to me and, uh, you can reach out to me and I will set up private stuff yeah. at my house for us to do. And that's just Andrew Washington Music. They yep. can reach you on They on can reach Facebook. me on that yeah. too. Because yeah. I've got to go through new business licensing and all that other stuff yeah. before I can launch the website, relaunch the website. Right. And everything. Because now i got to get a tax ID number and all that other fun oh stuff. Oh my for, good. EIN for, for Warrington, for, yeah. for business license for both Culpeper County and uh, Fauquier County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm doing business in both places. Yeah. So taxes and all that yeah. stuff is going to be. Well, we got to make sure we pay our taxes so we can pay for this trillions and trillions and trillions of all kinds of ridiculous stuff. Here's, here's my crazy thing that I don't understand: is folks don't, that are that are wanting to spend, 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 spend. Think about the country in the economy as a household. Mm-hmm. All right, so 
people don't understand it. One thing that I learned really quickly at a young age is people don't understand how credit scores work. Right. All right. Well, the country has a credit score too. It's called our GDP. Right. Our gross domestic product. If it hits over 60%, that's the equivalent of a credit score tanking under 600, mm -hmm. which means, and since we basically function on loans, because we give away what we take in a tax dollar, yeah. the America only takes in like $1.7 trillion in taxes mm -hmm. in its base, but we're spending like, if this last bill is $1.8 trillion over the course of a couple of years, but still, then we turn around and give like, you know, $5 million to gender yeah. studies and all types yeah, of yeah. stuff. Like, we're going to hit that 60% really quickly, especially if we kick into another war. And that's his goal. That's, that's, and that's if that happens, goal. that's when you have recessions. Right. That's when you have recession, and that's when you have a flat-out depression. And people have to depend on the government. Imagine that. Now we got more people depending on the government. Well, that's gracious. the whole that's the whole purpose of the it defund is. police Socialism. movement. It is. The whole purpose of the defund police movement, and we've seen this all before yeah. in history. You yeah. know, it's just every Jewish person, black person, and gypsy should be standing up right now going, Hey! Exactly. Um, we've seen this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, exactly. We've seen this before. This doesn't end well. Exactly. Um, but it's because what what did what did Germany do? You know, thirties. Okay, corrupt police force. What do we do? We disarm the citizenry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then on top of that, oh, we can't trust the police because they're because they're because they're loyal to this person. So we're going to disband the police and we're going to have a national police force. Yeah. The national police force were the brown shirts. Yeah. Which then became the SS. Yeah. I mean, this isn't rocket science. A People federal, don't see that. Federalized law enforcement right. never works out no. Never works out well. It's going to be bad. It never works out well, and that's the only law enforcement, because then they're tied to the political climate. Yeah. They're not watching. They're not paying attention to history and scholarly sources. They're watching the news. The, my wife calls it the boob tube, what they yep. used to call it years ago. And that's what it is. I, I, I watch our local TV news here, and I just cringe at the keywords, the buzzwords, and the trigger words that they're using. And if people, once you know to look past that, mm -hmm. these people on the news look like complete morons. The they're last, just reading a teleprompter. The last 25 years, just thinking about it for myself, and yeah. I mean, I'm by no means some deep intellectual, but I'm, right. but I'm smarter than the average person. Yeah, yeah. You know, is I'm seeing it, and I'm seeing this shift of... The news is now marketing to the mentality. Yes. In the standpoint of we're conditioned with standardized testing in the education system uh -huh. and those like to be force fed information and then regurgitate the information. Right. There's no critical thinking right. anymore. You yeah, ask right. people to think through a problem, it disappears. Yep. Well, when I was a kid and sitting around with my family, we watched the news every day at six o'clock. Mm -hmm. you know, Me too. We would, watch, we would watch the news every day at six o'clock yeah. and then eat dinner after and then eat dinner afterwards. Well, you just got the news. Formulate your opinion. Yeah. It was, this is what happened. Right. Now, whether you're left or right, whether it's Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, yeah, yeah. everything like that, you're getting all these, you're getting all these opinions. You're being told, you're being told what happened and how you should feel about mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All right, and it's because, and so there goes another, something where you should be having critical thinking and right. formulating your own opinion. Right. And then by the time you have that epiphany, some people never have it. Right. But by the time you have that epiphany, a lot of times you're like, uh, it's too late. Yeah. This yeah. stuff's already in place. Right. And I've already voted for it because I was yep. told to vote for it. Right, exactly. Yeah. The, the Bible talks about uh, the great deception, and I'm wondering if that's what we're in now with COVID. You know, I mean. Well, could you imagine putting on the other side when Joe Biden made the comment to Charlemagne 
uh, the radio host Charlemagne in New York mm-hmm. about, well, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. Mm-hmm. Could mm-hmm. you imagine the wow. absolute firestorm yeah. if Trump went up and said, if you don't vote for me, you're not white? That's right. That's just, right. Just think about yeah, that. And you're a black man. Just think that. about We're the double standard. That, yeah, yeah, look, I, look, I know. Just a couple. Of, just a couple. Just a couple days ago. Yeah. In re- the response to Biden's speech. Yeah. Tim Scott made the did the retort. Did the uh-huh. Republican rebuttal. Yeah. Okay. Really cool. First time they've had a black man do right, a rebuttal. Right. You know, this He's man great. is a senator. Yeah, it yeah. is absolutely amazing. He's a federal yeah. senator. Black folks should have the win. I mean, that I is that, that's a I win know. for us. I know. You know, when you think about it, and instead. The hashtag Uncle Tim, which was an iteration wow. of Uncle Tom, wow. is trending like crazy. I didn't and what see that. they're saying, yeah, and took where Twitter will shut, Twitter and Facebook will shut anything yeah, down, yeah. pro two way or anything along those lines. That thing trended for like twelve hours. So if he says anything that's pro Republican, all of a sudden it's Uncle Tom. Yeah, yeah. Jim Crow laws. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're that your, out. your ultimate. It's everything. They're trying to discredit him for some reason. Candace Owens gets that a lot too. Yeah, I get it a lot too. Yeah, I mean, it's for some reason being black automatically dictates how you should think to a lot yeah. of the world, which is the definition of racism. Exactly. So I find it really ironic that all the people who are sitting there talking about racism are then using my skin color yeah. to base how I should think. Yeah, and that is one of the dumbest, most ignorant, and most dangerous things. Right. And you then possibly they, do. And then they tell you if you're not thinking the way we want you to do. Then you're Uncle Tom, or you're um, you're you're not a good black person. You know, yeah, it's it's amazing, amazing how how we've come to to uh, rely and base things on skin color. We've lost our individuality, and it's just to me. And, and, and you're 100 percent correct in the fact that we lost our individuality because we're not allowed to be individuals anymore. Right. Everybody's got to get pocketed right. into this right, group. Right. But if I say, even if I agree with something, yeah. Okay. So the George Floyd thing. I think we can all agree that laying on somebody's neck he was wrong. nine yeah. minutes yeah, is yeah. an absolute abysmal thing. Yeah. Is, a, is absolute disaster. Arrogantly staying on somebody's neck. Yes. He was wrong. Yeah. Yes. 100% wrong. I think we can all agree that that's yeah. just not that's not proper policing. Right. You know what I mean? You actually did it. For yeah, yeah. Exactly. When I say did it, did policing. Yeah, you not were, You were an actual <laughs> officer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're an actual officer. So we can all agree that's wrong. Yeah. But I can say, for some reason, I can't say as a black man... That was wrong, but that's point oh oh five percent of cops. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, good point. I can say that. When when I was a kid, when I was a kid, we looked up to the black police officers because yeah. most of those black police officers were the first black police officers on the force. That's right. Yeah, you know, that's right. These guys were breaking barriers and busting right. down. And now you're seen as an Uncle Tom if you want to be a cop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the worst moments of my childhood, I will never forget this, was career day. I was in sixth grade. And I police academy had come out. Yeah, you know, and I was obsessed with the police academy. Yeah, yeah. Because I absolutely love police academy. Yeah, movies. and I wanted to be a cop to the yeah. point where I had this big giant. You ever remember the big plastic green Coke bottle piggy banks? Yeah, yeah. I had one of those, and I would put all my change on, and I'd put on masking tape. I'd wrote "Money for Police Academy." Wow. On wow. it, you know, and I was like, because I yeah. thought you had to pay tuition to go to police right, academy, right? Right. So I was putting any change yeah. I got, dollars, anything. Yeah, yeah. I had that in there, and I'd start doing that when I was in fourth grade. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I went to career day, and my mother worked for the school system, and she was sitting in there, and my mother's very left, and you have to understand the context of my mother. My mother grew up during segregation in the Deep South, right. single parent household. Yeah, household. I mean, <clears throat> Mama had it rough growing up. Yeah, my father. People also don't realize the segregation. Kind of don't realize how 
less removed we are from segregation. Yeah. My father went to segregated school all the way up until he was in 10th grade. Yeah. Wow. This ain't that far away. Right, right. It's not that far far away. Um, But I went to, we had the sheriff, trooper, and, um, and town police there. And those were the three guys, those were the three law enforcement officers. Yeah. We got to pick three. I picked all three. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to talk to him. Yeah. And actually, the sheriff's deputy was a, was a black gentleman. His name was Officer Jasper. Um, and uh, love the guy. Did good yeah. stuff for the community. He was a good man. Yeah. My mother found out that I went to three law enforcement. Oh, boy. And it, it was a 30-minute ride home from school to my house. Yeah. And my mother railed me the entire time. And I remember just being absolutely crushed. Devastated. Emotionally. Yeah. Just absolutely crushed emotionally. Yeah. Because like, all you want to do is put black guys in jail. All they do is put black guys in jail. Uh, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then now, knowing what I know now, that bill that put all the black guys in jail... Was written by the guy who's now our president, who ran on a exactly. who, who ran on a platform exactly. of being all inclusive exactly. and welcoming. The crime bill is responsible for more black people in jail than any other and it bill. Goes, it goes back to where people don't take the time to get educated to know that information mm-hmm. before they vote. It's amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. But you can present them with that information. No. They're voting on a motion. They're going to shut you down. It's a motion. And yeah. the worst part is they're being told how to feel. And yeah. they're allowing it to happen. That's right. And when you break away from that mold, I grew up in a super liberal household. Yeah. You know? And my dad's more center. Yeah. You know, he's just like, that's just stupid. Yeah, but, yeah. But he's still going to vote Democrat. Right, <laughs> but, yeah. But, 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 but he raised us to... Right. go back and forth, but... Mom, she'll vote for a bag of fertilizer if it has a D beside its name. Yeah, yeah, you know, kind of. And thing. some people always, and will. some people always, yeah. Will. But because I don't, I don't look at the numbers. I look at the, I don't look at the letters beside them. Look at the Me platform. I voted Democrat. I voted Independent. Yeah, I voted, yeah, yeah. And I've, and I've, and I've voted Republican. Yeah. before. So it's like I'm looking at platform, right. And what you're running on. I can't think of the guy's name. I've drawn a blank on it, but he's a um, senator out of West Virginia. Munchin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Democrat. He used to be governor. Yeah, yeah. Democrat, but he actually votes against his party a lot. He votes he for Republicans a lot. And uh, and I, re- I completely respect that. And, and, the whole uh, Democrat thing in West Virginia really stems from the unions for the coal mines. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Historically, typically West Virginia was Democrat. A lot of your unionized states yeah. would, be, would be Democrat, but they really were what I refer to as Southern Democrats. Yeah. Um, you know, because I mean that shift in the Democratic Party wasn't that long ago mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. from when they were the pro segregation party. Right. A lot of people kind of forget that that right. little aspect of the history. Yeah. Like Strom Thurmond ran for president as a Dixiecrat. Yeah. People kind of forget that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? And so it's it's been this shit that didn't really shift till Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it was yeah. really when that was really when that shift started happening. Mm. Well, we gotta we got to get busy with uh, you know the, the people that understand what's going on in this country and love this country <clears throat> need to get busy and 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 uh, you know I, I see a lot of Facebook posts and a lot of Twitter and, and Instagram okay that's great but that's not doing anything you got to get out and talk to people educate people get on podcasts like you're doing and talk to people and and get them on board with this is really what's going on. You better yeah. wait. People better wake up. And whether you're Democrat or Republican, I teach a lot of Democrats yeah, the too. gun class. You do too, yep. firearm safety class. What they don't realize is, you know, you spend close to six hundred dollars on a gun, mm-hmm. holster, ammo. They're trying to take that away from you. Yes, and, and that people, is, and they still vote Democrat. There really is no true end goal to this because 
everybody talks gun control, gun control, gun control. There's only, for public safety, this and that, there's really only one end goal to gun control. And that is to take the guns. To take the guns. Because then we can do whatever the hell we want. That's right. At that point. That's right. And that's really the end. There is nothing else. Because people talk, oh, well, we're decreasing crime and this, decreasing this. Well, okay, well, what caused it? Right. Because the drug dealer didn't, the quote-unquote drug dealer didn't have the shooting because he just decided to go out and try to shoot somebody. Right. It's because there's no socioeconomic mobility right. in that neighborhood. It's right. dangerous as hell. Yeah, Nobody yeah. wants to stay there. The only people that they've seen that these kids are seeing as success are the people selling drugs right. who go to do it. Well, then you've got to protect your territory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a what you're seeing is a turf war. Mm-hmm. It's in in the corporate world, a turf war comes through where you buy a property around. Things yeah, like that, where people buy property, where stores will buy property so that other companies can't move in. Right, and build and things along those right. lines. Well, there you've got a reason. You've got a we're You've got situations where the dealer's concerned with people stealing his product. Mm-hmm. You've got turf mm-hmm. wars. You've got he's got to defend himself. Things like that. So right. he's carrying a gun for protection. That's right. The gun violence is a secondary cause. Exactly. The actual disease is what's going on that makes the inner city so crappy. But we won't talk about that. And you know why we won't talk about it? Because if you look at those areas, most of those are controlled by liberals who are sitting there preaching for the anti-gun. That's right. So instead of addressing their piss poor leadership and You're policies, right. You're right. they make this easy target because it's an emotional issue. That's and right. Human are emotional people. That's right, and uh, you're absolutely right, and uh, and that's how they keep controlling things. Control. Mm-hmm. It's all about control, 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 and it's all about um, keeping people down. Uh, it's it's just amazing, and people don't see it. Whatever they give, whatever the government gives, they can take away. That's I've, right. I've I've coined the phrase modern day sharecropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really what it is. Yeah. It's really what it is. It's because you get so bought. We'll give you this. We'll give you this. We'll give you this. Well, now I have this, this, and this. But I got to do this, this, and this. Hold on, they're doing this, and I don't really like it. But I'm not going to say anything right. because then they can take it away from me. Right. That's really right. where we're at yeah. right now. Whether it's the unemployment situation right now with the unemployment benefits, companies are hiring like a son of a gun right now. Yeah, yeah. But in the industry in which I work, they can't get crews to come in and fulfill contracts because the guys are making more sitting sitting at home on unemployment yeah. than they are putting in forty hours of work yeah. a week. Yeah, and so it's what's what's the incentive? Right. What's what's the goal? What's it's the, better to the, stay at home. I can where's make, the pride? I can make seven hundred dollars at home, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every month or whatever it is, week or whatever. I don't, I don't know how they mm-hmm. I don't know how they do that, but um, yeah, that's one thing I'm not familiar with. I do know that I have to pay taxes to support those people to stay home. Yeah, and uh, and you know, but why should I go work? here 40 hours a week when I can make more money staying at home. Yeah. It's it got to stop. Because they're making a business decision. Right. They, that's really what it comes down right. to. Because, because sometimes it's not that I go lazy. I got a lot of guys that want, they want to work. Yeah. But they're not going to go work full time. Right. Because it messes up with that check that yep. they want to come in. Yep. So they work odd jobs. They work under the table. What they, they don't realize there's no such thing as a free lunch. Nope. Because their Nothing kids are going to have to pay that that's back. That's right. And their grandkids are going to have to right. pay that back. People think the government's just printing money. No. It's someday it's going to come calling. That's right. To the point now that loan, the war we've been in for the last twenty years, yeah. China's been paying for that. That's right. Yeah. What if China comes in and calls in the and calls in the debtor? Yeah. I want this property. This property. We'll take. Um, we'll take uh, this state. We'll take Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have. We don't have the capital. We don't have yeah. the ability. We don't have the manufacturing abilities. Yeah. To be able to do that. Yeah. Imagine if the grid goes down. 
Like people just aren't prepared no, for not. the Piper calling. That uh-huh. ice storm that we had yeah. not long ago. That was a good test run. People were at that, the same guys who were on my Facebook page all the time <laughs> talking about revolution and this right, and that, right. blah, blah, blah. You know, wanting to storm the government yeah. and tear it down and all that other stuff. Cold. Couldn't function for yeah. three days without yeah. electricity. Yeah. What do you think's going to happen <laughs> if there actually yeah. is that type of thing? I don't like, have food. I don't have power. I can't have running water. Uh, wake up because times like that are coming yeah it's just like and not only is it going to be you know we had a peaceful ice storm Mm. but add gunshots and violence and looting and raiding in your neighborhood to that and and they don't get it I mean get known as a go ahead and become a revolutionary Mm -hmm. and see whether or not Dominion's going to accept your payment and keep your power on right exactly (laughs) you know what I mean exactly if you're going to you're not really about that life trust me you're not prepared for it Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. not, you know, internet, cell yeah. phones, like community, even basic communication, yeah. healthcare. You're going to be responsible for your own. That's right. For your own healthcare. They don't know. They you don't know, think it through. What's going on? Do you have? Have you prepped for that? How much water do you have? How much food do you have? Yeah. Do you have freezers? Do you have an ability to cook your food other than other than with electricity? Yeah. You know what? How do you resupply those resources? Right. You know, like what? Are you ready for stuff to go really bad? Because they're not. I don't think a lot of people are. There's always the potential for that to happen. Right. Think about Seattle. They were running out of. They were actually ran out of food mm-hmm. in the grocery stores mm-hmm. in Seattle. Mm-hmm. The supply chain was never interrupted. Right. Amazing. It was purely because of demand yeah. that they ran out of food. The supply chain was actually never interrupted. Yeah. Imagine if it's interrupted. Yeah. Yeah. Truckers can't move, trains can't move, airplanes can't move. Yeah. You better be ready. And and I do podcasts on that. There's books you can do. You can even go on the internet and just uh, look up prepping or mm-hmm. you know, but these people better have a couple months supply of water and and food. Don't come to my house cuz I've put out enough warnings how it is and I I'm not going to accept anybody when times go bad come knocking on my door. Well, that's the other thing is I always get the whole, you know, well, we're just coming to your house. <laughs> no, you're not. Number 1, who says I'm going to be at my house? That's right. Number 1. That's right. You who may said I'm gonna, who said I'm, who said staying at my house that's, is part of the plan? That's right. You may Number have to one. take you may have to take your goods and go and you should have an alternate, you know, they call yeah. it bug out location. And number 2, why am I doing all the work? Yeah, because no. you didn't not, plan appropriately. Yeah. Like that's no, I won't no. put into that. The plan is for my wife and I, and yeah. uh, and I've told relatives, I've told friends, this is what you need to do. You better do it. Yeah. And uh, and some are on board with it, and some are just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, now if we're communally planning, because yeah, yeah. there's a reason why people live in cities, and it's for yeah. protection, right? You know, things like why cities became a thing and villages yeah. became a thing. You know, the idea. Of you know being Book of Eli roaming across the desert wasteland by yeah. yourself is a great way to get yourself killed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, good movie by the way. Great movie. I, I love Denzel. Man. He is he is the movie. best. The best. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. So well, I'm going to have you back on another time because we got I, we have a lot to talk about. And I have a girl, uh, Jackie. She did a uh, she's a black girl, and uh, she did a podcast with me. Same line of sheet of music as you, and she's got some other things that I want her and you to sit down. And talk about and get you guys on a podcast. That's going to be an interesting podcast. I think that'd be fun. That sounds like a good yeah. Time. So if they want to hire you for a gig, music gig, mm-hmm. um, or gun training in Culpeper, Warrington, mm-hmm. Andrew Washington Music for Facebook. gun training, hit me up on Andrew Washington. Yeah, yeah. Then we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andrew yeah. Washington Music for okay, yeah. music stuff. Okay, yeah. okay. And uh, cool. So, and I I try to book out pretty far. Um, yeah. When I say pretty far, right now I've got bookings all the way into June. I'll actually be at Smith Mountain Lake at Lyrics on the Lake 
for that. Oh, nice. Absolutely awesome. Nice. That, that actually is a fundraiser for Children's Miracle. What's Network. the date of that? Do you know? That is the weekend of the 27th. It'll be that Friday, of Saturday, May? and Sunday of June. June. Okay, of June 27th. Yeah, a lot of the restaurants get together, local restaurants get together. They'll have multiple venues. Some awesome songwriters from Nashville come in. Nice. Some, some people who've wrote, like, you might, they might not be a household name to the average person, but they've yeah. written songs that have gone number one. Okay. Uh, one of the guys there had written a bunch of number one songs for Blake Shelton and Rascal Flatts yeah, last year. a lot of year. times you don't know the songwriter. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people, including myself, always think that the the singer has written the song. Which is not extremely rare in country yeah. music. Yeah. Um, that's one reason why Eric Church is so well respected. Yeah. Um, because he typically writes almost all of his stuff. Jamie Johnson was another one. Cool. Jamie Johnson pays a lot of tributes to songwriters yeah. for that reason. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, the songwriters that show up, Bridget Tatum's another one that's going to be there. She wrote a big, probably the biggest hit Jason Aldean ever had. Yeah. Um, and she's there, and she, these folks are yeah incredible. That's gonna be a good day. We'll have to advertise that more. I advertise that with this podcast when I post it. Excellent. Yeah, cool. Well, I appreciate you guys listening. I hope you learned something. And uh, there's probably some name callings going on. I'm sure. I'm sure we we, we ruffled some feathers on this. Um, but you've been listening to Active Listening with T4 Tactics. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, which is Marco Galbraith not T4 Tactics, and then, uh, of course, Instagram, Facebook, um, MeWe, uh, LinkedIn. Um, and stay tuned. We'll have, uh, we'll have Andrew back on. I'll get you back on with, uh, with Jackie, and we'll, we'll get some more conversations going. Mm-hmm. Take care, everybody. Reduce injuries and save lives.